0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Hooligan Report now, we're really rearing along, uh, and the predictions and the discussions are all out of the way now, we're on opening day of the season, so the real stuff has started to begin. Um, Welcome, Cruyff.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And welcome, Millang Panthers. Good morning. Um, Thanks for joining me to chat about the opening round of fixtures. Uh, Who do you guys see? I think... uh, Prior Tuck in the Match Day 1 thread started a poll on who we reckon will be top after the first round of fixtures. So who do you guys see as having the biggest win of the weekend?
1: Well, after just seeing the preview show before, it seems West Ham haven't been Arsenal in about 10 years, and we tend to do well against them. So I'm going to tip us to be top after a 4-0 win.
2: Okay. Um, and Millang? Yeah, I was thinking Arsenal as well. It's just... Um... All the other matches seem like they'll be like it's opening day, it's always hard to predict. So, yeah, I think Arsenal, more than likely. I
0: I can't help but remember last season Chelsea going to Swansea, I think, and winning.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we predicted 6 nil or whatever it was Yeah,
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's just sort of hanging in my mind. But if Costa's not fit to start, then uh, perhaps Chelsea won't be as comprehensive. Um, so yeah, maybe Arsenal. <laughs> It'd be funny if it's um, Stoke after battering <laughs> Liverpool again. <laughs>
1: It'd be funny if, if Arsenal were second and Stoke was fifth. I'd, I'd be happy with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, well, let's get into it. Um, we haven't managed to get Cookston, Cookson or Wilston Raider on, so we won't be able to talk to them about the opening game of the season, but um, I'll chat to you guys about it. We've got Man United up against Spurs and probably... I can't remember in recent seasons such a big clash happening on the opening weekend.
2: No, they all, they all seem to avoid each other, like the bigger teams on the opening weekend. So, yeah, it is one of the bigger ones,
1: I think. Yeah, you usually sometimes you get a bigger game in the second or third match week. But we've played Liverpool a few times early on. But, yeah, I can, can never remember facing one of the largest sides on opening day.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's been big news in the last day or so that um, David De Gea will be sitting out of the game. Ahead of a proposed move to Real Madrid, um, do we? It's a bit interesting that United have left this so late to sort of clear the air on that. You know, whether he'll stay or go. Surely they would have given him a, a much earlier deadline.
1: Well, I think. Well, from what I, I just saw an interview before with Van Gaal, and he said he only wants players who are focused 100% on their match in training. And he said De Gea's not focused, and that's why he's been dropped. Whether that's because of Madrid or whatever, we don't know, but you'd assume. I think that's why he's not playing. And maybe Van Hal did believe he was going to stay, but unless something's happened in the last 24 hours or something with between Madrid and De Gea or, or whatever, obviously it's it's caused some friction and, and resulting in him being dropped.
0: Um, so obviously we'll probably see uh, Romero starting for United, which is pretty surprising when you think when he first signed... Um, the assumption was that he was basically third string behind Valdez and De Gea, uh, and now all of a sudden he's you know starting against Spurs on the opening day of the season. Um, do we see this? Do we see United as likely going out and getting a, a new first string keeper if De Gea does leave? Uh, they wouldn't stick with Romero, would they?
1: Well, that'd have to be another one. Yeah. It's interesting too, though, because Valdez is as as good as gone if you if you believe what you read. So. I think his his kit was moved to the under twenty one dressing room or yeah, something. Yes, yeah. that's, that's correct. So you wonder, do they go out and need to buy another keeper as well, just and like a third string or or whatever to, to cover his absence? But and then the question is, if they do sell De hay, who do they buy?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think they were linked with Loris early in the window, which yeah. is quite funny considering the match up we've we've got on opening day, but. I wouldn't have thought um, Levy would sell to United, first of all, and second of all, sell someone like Loris after the season has started with so little time to get in a decent replacement of their own.
1: Well, I mean, with Levy, you never know what's going to happen, but I think if United bid, say, for argument's sake, £50 million, I think he'd sell him, and you'd be able to buy a, a decent replacement.
0: I mean to be fair they do have Vorm sitting on the bench and he he did prove to be a decent keeper for swansea
1: that's, that's that's correct and I think he did play a few times um last season as well, but obviously not in the same classes as yeah. as Larice so I mean you just it's it's interesting but is Larice still injured I'm not sure
0: um I think he injured his wrist in preseason didn't he um not too sure if he's going to play. I think he's, he's listed as doubtful.
1: Yeah, three weeks or something into the season, I think he was going to miss. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, it's, it's a very interesting situation down at United. And you'd think if, if De Gea does go, it puts a big dent in where they'll finish um, at the end of the season. Because they, the defence obviously isn't that strong. I think they're weak at centre-back. And, and De Gea is a huge loss.
0: Uh, Milan, did you have anything to add?
1: Yeah,
2: I was just thinking like, yeah, it's definitely the one position that you, you want to be rock solid on because once you get that, they, that can control the the back half of the the team and um, really um, keep it rock solid. Like Speroni has been with us for ten years, and once you get a good one, you don't want to let go. So it's going to be a um, interesting start for the season for United. As a yeah. Arsenal fan, I know all about terrible keepers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as a Hull one, I know as well. I mean, <laughs> I think for three or four seasons, we basically had a different loan keeper every year. So mm. absolutely, you want that consistency in defence. And I think last season on the podcast, there are a number of times that we basically credited De Gea making pretty fantastic saves as oh, definite, keeping definitely. United he, in matches.
1: He, he won them games off his own hands, really.
0: Yeah. Um, so it would be a huge loss for United. This close to the the season, and and that's I can't understand why they've left it so late to make a call on whether he's staying or going. I mean, surely you say to him, either you sign a contract extension by this date, or um, you're not going to be gonna playing. Play. Yeah, that's know? right. I, and, I agree. And, and then, then, then organise a the replacement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: But um, again, if you organise a replacement now, it's leaving it very late. I mean, what are we the eighth of August, the f- first first match day, and the window shuts 10. in three weeks? I mean. You're cutting it fine, and now ones. and
0: now all the clubs will not. You know they'll see them, They'll see United coming now. They'll hold out for a bigger bid because exactly. they know that United yeah. will get desperate.
1: And they know they have the money as well after the Di Maria sale too. So I mean, it's yeah, it's it's troubles brewing. I think at, down at Old Toilet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Um, so how do you guys see this game going, uh, score wise?
1: Uh, United three one. Yeah, United two one. They have a pretty good uh, um, record against Spurs, I think. So, I mean, I I can't see Spurs doing much at Old Trafford, really.
0: It'll be certainly interesting to see Spurs' early season form. Um, Considering Kane was such a revelation for them last year, but with those sorts of players, sometimes their second season isn't quite as good. Uh, They can't really meet the expectations of either continuing or improving on the previous season's form. Uh, and defences will have worked him out a bit more, and all that sort of thing. So, I mean, Ericsson, Kane, really drove that side early last season. So, it'll be interesting to see mm. if they can pick that form back up. Definitely,
1: yeah. and they got they got a few lucky wins as well. I, I remember three or four, wins, yeah. yeah, three or four 90th minute plus winners to to nick up one nil or something. It was, it was from both Kane and Ericsson, It was it was ridiculous the amount of luck they were riding. Yeah.
0: Um, alrighty then we'll move on to chat about that game that you guys suggested to be the highest scoring fixture of the weekend uh, and chat about Arsenal against West Ham uh, which is an interesting one for a couple of reasons I mean West Ham have essentially already started their season with a couple of rounds of Europa um, do you guys see that as perhaps affecting their form or their playing style going to this one
1: They're I a bit think it would affect maybe fatigue and, and, and what not I guess it gives them a bit of extra match sharpness, but I mean, I think it would play a part having to play games already before your first match of the season, and against the side of Arsenal's card With all due respect to West Ham, it would definitely make it tougher.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's gonna at least now that they're out. Now that's back on their main focus of the league. But isn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be that much different to just playing friendlies, would it? Didn't it just replace friendlies anyway, or?
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. Uh, it, de- it, I I don't know. it depends. I guess it depends the the quality of the players they have yeah. playing in there. Well, because
2: I think the first team they played in the first round was pretty, you know, yeah. well, pretty <laughs> basic team. But yeah, I don't know what they played in the in the last game where they got eliminated. So I think they actually set the record for their
0: youngest first team player in that first round of games because uh, okay. it was such a it was such a meaningless game. They were basically using it as a friendly against the Andorra
2: team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they played some of their kids, I think. Yep. Um, it will be interesting and how about Arsenal I think on the board if you said there was a chance that Sanchez would be back earlier than people think uh, I assume you didn't mean for this game but what, what is the news on Sanchez
1: I read something briefly yesterday that he'll might be back soon I think he's back in training so and I, as we've seen with Sanchez he's full sort of determination driver and I assume he, he wants to play but Vinga will be resting him just to be safe. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him next week or or match back three at the latest.
0: It's it's amazing with Sanchez because last season we kept watching him, expecting him to kind of drop off with fatigue and that sort of thing. But he stayed at a pretty consistent level throughout the season, really, in terms of work rate at least. I mean, he might not have scored as many goals later in the season, but his running off the ball and, and pressure on opponents certainly didn't seem to drop off.
1: I think he's just one of those players who are just naturally fit and they could miss X amount of months with the injury and get back into it straight away sort of thing. It sort of reminds me of Frank Lampard. Oh, yeah. Guy, reminds Wally me of myself as well, actually, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wally, Wally wasn't as athletic as Sanchez. I mean, he was so consistent and you'd barely see him get injured. He could run out 90 minutes continuously. I mean... Yeah. um it's 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 very... All, all credit to him as well. But yeah, I think he'll be back sooner than expected. But I don't think we'll miss him in, in, in this game anyway, considering Ox is in good form. all has been playing well. We've got Ozil, Ramsey, Kokolong, Giroud, Walcott. So I don't think we'll have uh, too much trouble without him.
0: Um, I saw some sort of speculation that Walcott might start up top as striker for you. Is there any truth to that, do you reckon? Or, or I, you're still I, right,
1: I, I, I don't, I don't think um, it, it, it would be too far fetched to to believe that. I mean, he he did well. He set his set top goal in the Community Shield against Chelsea. So, I mean, it's 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 entirely plausible that that he may well start. But maybe a physical side like West Ham, Giroud might be better to sort of hold off opponents and and uh, knock the ball around for for uh, players running onto it. But I mean, if Walcott starts, he's got the pace on his side to try and get him behind defenders and whatnot, and with the quality of Arsenal's midfield, it, 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 it'd it work too, I think.
0: Fair enough, and I mean, I've already kind of got your score predictions, so I think it was 4-0 from Cruyff and 3-0 from yourself, Milang? Yeah, that'd be about yeah. it. Yeah, so I'll probably go similar, maybe 3-1 or, or something like that. It'd be interesting to see because, I mean, I still remember a couple of uh, seasons ago when Arsenal played Aston Villa on the opening day, and...
1: We're up 1-0, <laughs> I think,
0: and then ended up choking and losing 3-1. Yes, so and, we'll then we, went another... out and
1: bought... we went in and bought a student at Mesut Izil.
0: Yeah, we'll see, if a... we'll see if another maroon and blue team can do the same sort of thing to them. <laughs> be interesting. Um, well, we might move on then to Norwich against Crystal Palace to chat about your side, Malang, yep. um, and, and also one of the promoted sides. Um, so, going into this game, I think you've got Spironi out injured. Yeah. Who, who do you reckon would start in his place?
2: It's really tough. I'd like, I'm thinking it's going to be Hennessy. Um, just because he's been at the club longer and he's played most of the pre-season, if, um, I think that's just going to be the deciding factor. It's really a 50-50 choice, though. But um, It's going to be strange having someone other than Speroni there on opening day.
1: So, um, But yeah, Hennessy, Hennessy should be good for it, I reckon. So. How do you think uh, Kabai will, 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 will feature at Selhurst Park um, in, the, in the long term though. in the long term
2: um, hoping he's going to stay with us for a while um, I, I think he loves working with Pardue and um, I see, Pardew I think, loves yeah, working I, with him I so. think that's
1: a big benefit as well they know each other they know yeah. how one knows how the other manages the other one knows how he plays so I think that's definitely a, a, a big positive between between the two and hopefully it works out well for you guys I, I'm a big fan of Kobayak
2: yeah that's it well I think As long as Pardue's there, I think Kabai will probably stay. So, unless, you know, a bigger, big, big club came looking for him. Yeah. But yeah. He's
1: 28 or 29 now, isn't he? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think this might be sort of he'll start to wind down now, but probably finish. I'd assume he'd fulfill the full contract at at Crystal Palace, barring. Which is four years, yeah. Yeah, and he'll be, what, 32, 33. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, very good signing. Big fan of uh, Yannick Balassi, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. some doubt with him, uh, with injury or, f- like, oh, it's not really injury, it's more fitness coming back from an injury, so, mm. it, but if he doesn't play, we've got punching to go in there, or it's, it's, it's really good to have all this cover now, so. I was going to ask yeah.
0: how, how you see your midfield lining up for this game, um, I think <laughs> you mentioned on the board you've got quite a bit of, cho- uh, quite a few choices in the, in the midfield area now, and, yeah. and up forward as well, really.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna to be tough. I think Etanek's gonna play as well. Like, he should almost certainly play today. So, how how would you line them up if if you were boss? Oh, it's
1: tough, isn't it? Asking the big questions.
2: Yeah, well, you'd have. Um, so if they're all fit, pro- oh, you definitely have. Um, oh, it's tough, isn't it? You've got Zaha, Balassi on the wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, Kabai and. Oh, it's tough because you want to fit. I love all these guys pretty much, so I just want to fit them all in there. But um... <laughs> just play eleven can we, can midfielders. Can, 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 yeah, can we have uh, ten midfielders and a keeper? Or... <laughs> <laughs> and why, then, but why then just you think. Then the think
0: which which strikers are you going to start as well? Because you've got, uh, you, yeah, exactly. you got Glenn Murray, Dwight Gale, um, uh, Fraser Campbell, um, Connor Wickham. I think you just signed as well.
1: I think Wickham's a good signing. I think for for. A... Club the size of Crystal Palace again, with all due respect, for them to have that much depth and it's not necessarily poor depth either. I think it's quite a good problem or situation to be in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be quite interesting to see um, what they what they're able to do. I think, I mean, they're trying to sell Gale or Murray. I think. I think there was a bid of about three million rejected for Murray yesterday from. Yeah. Um, not sure who it was. Was it? Pro- might was have been Pro- Bournemouth. Bournemouth, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. who it was. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see because you, you've got quite a lot of depth all around the park now. Um it'll yeah. just be interesting to see how you manage manage the players' expectations and keep the dressing room happy.
2: That's it. It's a it's tough tough juggling it to keep um, keep everyone happy when you
1: know they're not going to be getting as much time as they used to. So, but then you think injuries are going to come in suspensions, all that. So th- exactly. Players are going to get plenty of match time. Obviously, some more than others, but um, everyone should 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 be well played and 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 uh, the workload should be shared quite evenly. You'd imagine with with the depth you have
2: now. Yeah, that's it. And especially if we have a bit of a cup run as well, which would just you know be able to rotate the squad nicely. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what about score predictions then? Uh, it's tough because, you know, Norwich, first game back in the Premier League, you think they're going to be really up for it. Um, so, and away from home as well. I'm thinking maybe a 2-1 win to us, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw, to be honest. so I'd, I'd go Palace 2-1 also.
0: Yeah, I was thinking 2-1 as well, so all in accord on that one. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to another promoted club then. This is one that's sort of... Capturing my heart a little bit with Bournemouth, I'm uh, sort of <laughs> going to keep an eye on them, see how they go, because their story is such a great story to, to listen to. Down by the seaside. Um, <laughs> down by the sea- Well, it's a great location. I mean, it's I think it's one of the only sand beaches in England, so you can go to your little pebble beaches at Brighton, or you can go along to a pretty nice beach at Bournemouth. So it'll, I think it'll be a pretty fun away day for, for travelling supporters. Yeah. Um, but they've got Aston Villa at home to start the season, um, which is quite a... a even game, I would think. I mean, mm. I know Villa have made quite a few signings, but depending on how they settle in, um, could be could be a good chance for Bournemouth to start with three points.
1: Well, yeah, I mean Villa's, as we saw last season, not too crash hot, and I mean we absolutely demolished them in the FA Cup final. But um, I, th- I think as a promoted club, Villa would have been one of the clubs you, would, you wouldn't have mind drawing, especially at home as well.
2: Yeah, that's it. it's going to be like one of the best chances for them to get some points early. I reckon, like um, they just keep keep the wave of momentum that they've brought from the championship and um, at home to Villa. I think that they might even get a win today. So yeah,
0: reminds me of um, Burnley starting the season. I mean, obviously against Chelsea, but they scored quite early in that game and yeah. obviously they ultimately lost it. But that's that whole idea of keeping that momentum going of that you know you've been promoted on the back of some quiet, free-flowing football, high-scoring, yeah. yeah. try and start the season in the same way to sort of carry on that momentum into the Premier League. Yeah, so it. it'll be interesting to see. So, but, what, what,
1: uh, sorry. I, I, sorry to cut you off. I guess at the same time, though, the championships at the Premier League is a big step up and Villa could oh, roll, yeah. roll them at, like at the stump of their fingers and smash them through yep. you or something. We, we just don't know.
0: Oh, they could, yeah. But it's, so, it's all about the site. Bournemouth has to go in thinking that they can win it because if they go in yeah. thinking they're going to lose, then, then they've already if lost they go it, in, Yeah, if they go
2: in trying to get a point, they're not going to get anything, so...
0: Yeah, so so what are our score predictions?
1: Mm,
2: Milan can go first. <laughs> I'm thinking what a
1: 1-0 Bournemouth. I, I reckon a
0: 1-1. Yeah, I, I can say maybe a 1-0, uh, but... It depends how Villa go under. under Probably Schubert one with... one
2: nil to the 90th minute, and then Villa
1: score a heartbreaking goal. Let's just predict a five-all draw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? Something outrageous. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, Villa have pretty much bought a new starting eleven, haven't they?
1: So, um, well, they, they've lost Delf. Um, they've lost Delf and Benteke. It's just, it's just Soko left. Benteke's gone. They, they've brought in that Dutch guy. I forgot his name. Um, they've got
0: they've got Ayu, the brother of the one that scored gone. Oh, yep. yeah. He's about the only signing I can remember the name of.
1: Yeah, that, that, that Dutch guy, as I said, whose name has escaped me. But yeah, you think it wouldn't surprise me if Villa go down, to be honest.
0: I mean, they and they've lost Flah as well, I think.
1: Yes, correct.
0: So, so it will be certainly an interesting season for Villa. I'll probably go one 0 as well. But yeah, if Villa snatched a late goal, it would be uh, wouldn't be surprising, but it'd be pretty heartbreaking for Bournemouth fans, was, yeah. I think. mm um, so we'll move on to the third of the promoted clubs, and that's Watford, who are away at Everton. And I think Everton started last season against Leicester, so they've had a they've had a couple of promoted clubs in recent years, and they drew that one. Um, so how do we see Everton going in this one?
1: Everton, I think there's I don't think Martinez will last the season, to be honest. No. I like, I think there's there's a lot wrong at Everton, and for the players he has, I think they should be doing. Quite a bit better than 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 uh, the level they're at now, and I mean, Goodison Park. You'd think they'd win, but I mean, I don't know much about at All and his uh, Cookie Flores is, is is the manager, but I mean, you you think based on logic that Everton would win, but logic in football doesn't necessarily always work out. But I think the signing of Delafeu is, is a positive one because he, he flourished there two seasons ago. But this is the same guy that wasn't good enough for Sevilla, so is that going to affect his confidence or, or what? But they've managed to hold on to stones as well. Still got Barkley, Lukaku, so 2-0 <laughs> Everton. Yeah, I'm
2: thinking, yeah about 2-1 two, to Watford. It's that, it's that thing, though. The first game for a promoted team, that could either do really well on the adrenaline of, of it all or Just get, get really nervous against the a bigger club like Everton and get
0: smashed, so yeah. I think, to, in, in fairness to De La Feo, I mean, Sevilla did win the Europa League, so then, they weren't exactly a team of mugs. Um, so I think he will be able to draw on the confidence of how he did for Everton when mm. he was there on loan a couple of
1: seasons ago. It was, it was great that he, he tore Gibbs apart one game of the yeah. Emirates and scored a <laughs> beautiful, beautiful goal. But That was
0: when they were on that really rich run of...
1: Form wasn't it? Um, oh, I think th- it was. Yeah, it was late in the year, I think, or late when in the season. Coleman like,
0: also took the Mickey out of you guys with a couple yeah, of tricky, sh- tricky moves.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I'd rather not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, you, well you, Morales and. I, 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 you, you go, you go.
0: Sorry, Morales and McCarthy have also signed new deals, so that's if, probably yeah, a positive for Everton.
1: They they still have stones to start the season. I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to give in to Chelsea's demands. Um, you, you, with Everton, Scott, and they finally dropped Howard and got uh, Joël Riblas as, as their first choice now. But you, with a quarter, with a, with the squad Everton have, that they they have the, I think they have the quality to finish in the top ten.
0: Uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, I I do agree that Martinez is probably one of those managers in danger of being sacked. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um. I think I think he's mentioned that he wants to make another two or three signings, so it's a bit odd that they brought in De La Feo so early in the transfer window and now they've left their other signings so late. Yeah. I think you'd want to
2: bed them in. But yeah, wrap, wrap it up and get them in before the season starts, yeah.
0: I might go a 2-1 win to Everton, I think, just giving them the edge because they're at home. Um, but it, it's certainly one of those games that could go either way, I think.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Another big one to to look forward to is uh the re- repeat of the six one battering to end last <laughs> season as Stoke take on Liverpool. And I saw an interesting stat about Stoke the other day, which was that in their squad they have more Champions League winners than Liverpool, Manchester City or Arsenal.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> <Which is> a... <laughs> how much did those Champions League winners actually yes, play they... That's what you need to ask. Yes. Yeah, and and, and,
0: and how much and they wouldn't have cost very much either, I think they were. You know, well, Bayan
1: was but... was youth and Atholai. I think I arrived on a free, so yeah, exactly.
0: But it's still yeah. a it's still a very interesting
1: start. Yeah, I, I, think, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah,
0: it says a lot about Stoke's ambition. I think they they kind of they they seem to have brought a lot of players in from either Barcelona or Real Madrid. I think they had someone coming in from Real Madrid recently, um, and it, and it seems obvious that they're sort of targeting that style of play and bringing in players who who suit that style of play. So. It's a positive move from them to sort of move away from the the hoof ball of Tony Pulis and and try and play a bit more, you know, on the ground, attractive football.
2: Yeah, there isn't so much hate from um anymore, is there? Because everyone wanted to wanted them to get relegated, like start of last season. Yeah. I still, them to I still hate them. I stand I still it. Hate them.
1: <laughs> I can't wait till they're relegated.
2: <laughs> Doesn't seem as bad as it used to be, though. So. Yeah. I agree. I agree.
0: Especially if they keep battering Liverpool the way they do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always good. I guess it's what I want. <laughs> um, how do we see this one panning out? I mean, it's interesting stories on both sides. Benteke probably starting for Liverpool, um, and a few other decent signings they've made. I th- so
1: I think a two-two because the Britannia isn't an easy place to to go, even when you're in form. So I mean, I think they beat Chelsea last year. Um they, they tend they tend to do quite well at home, so I I'd i think a two two. And to be honest, I think as a Liverpool if, if you're a Liverpool fan you'd take a draw. They would, yeah, they
2: would take a draw. Um Yeah, I'm thinking Liverpool two 0 I think.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 not sure on this. It's it's another one of those ones that could go either way and, and I think as you're saying earlier, Milang, I mean opening round fixtures are always pretty tough to predict, Um, I might go 2-1 to Stoke, but yeah, yeah, it could go either way, I think. Um, We'll move on then and chat about the champions, who are taking on Swansea at home. Um, A few interesting stories for Chelsea, with with doubts over Costa's ability to start the first game of the season, Um, and also the fact that they haven't really made that many improvements to the squad. Uh, They've brought in Falcao and Lone, but I don't know how much you can call that an improvement.
1: But... When you when you look at this squad, did it did it need improving?
0: I'm I'm not sure if it needed improving, but the danger is always that you can look at a squad that did quite well the previous season and and assume that it'll do just as well this season without any changes. But yeah, you really... you,
2: go, you got to keep moving forward. Yeah. I think you can't just um, stay still and hope that you'll you know keep playing like you did last year. You got to keep improving. I that's think. that's true. But
1: I think even <coughs> with with Mourinho at the helm. I don't think they'll lose any motivation or, or, or get complacent. Mm, and, sure. But but I, I, I do agree that you should always be looking to improve your squad, but they're linked with that left back that Chef keeps going on about that Baba Ramadan. Uh, I think yeah. the, the, the fees agreed, so... Ooh, Baba. Yeah, Baba. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think he's just going to be back up, though, from the sounds of things. But um, I think the danger for Chelsea is is standing still, like we're saying, because, I mean, the sides around them have made improvements... Yeah. Um, Arsenal's brought in Czech you know. United's brought in quite a few players, try and Stagga, and, and that sort of thing. And and City have brought in Sterling and Delf. Whether that, that really helps push them on, I, I'm not so, so sure. And, and even Liverpool brought in you know Benteke, Klein, For and me, that no. sort of thing. So there is the danger that you know the window could close and their rivals should could suddenly be a lot more um, competitive compared to Chelsea last season.
1: I think that one thing they really need is another good centre midfielder. Yeah, because they've got they've got Matic and Sesk, but Matic goes down. They've got to put Ramirez or or Mikel in there.
0: And I think Matic seemed quite prone to getting yellow cards last season and missed a few games through suspension. Um, and if if Sesk does his standard sort of half a season of good form and then his form falls <laughs> off a cliff, then you know they'd want the title wrapped up by January. Like they essentially did last season um and that might not happen this year do we have any score predictions for the game
1: 3-1 Chelsea obviously
2: uh 4-1 Chelsea I think
0: yeah I might go 4-0 Chelsea score um, they've
2: scored 4-5 they've scored and five goals the last two games against Swansea so
0: yeah it could be it'll be a pretty open game I suspect so it be yeah. a good one to watch um the final game on the Saturday is Leicester up against Sunderland. Uh, and the only reason I, I bring this one up is to see whether, Leicester, whether, whether, whether <laughs> the Leicester can continue their form that they ended last season with, or whether they'll slip back into bad
1: habits. And... Well, they have a Nia in charge now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think that would be a good game to watch again, with all due respect. Right. But, I mean, it's... <laughs> You just you just wonder what Renieri will do, how he'll have them playing, how he'll line them up, will he continuously alter his formation and lineup? But and then Sunderland, they're just sort of that nothing club in the Premier League who who <laughs> managed to survive year in year out with, with just they're basically the new Wigan. Yeah, you just wonder how they haven't been relegated yet; they're still there. And then, but I mean, and Advocate is another one I, who a lot of people don't have lasting a season, so. It's just, You just wonder what will happen
0: there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually... I hadn't even thought of that aspect, but, I mean, uh, Ranieri against Advocat is basically the two managers who everyone says are basically past it and um, not really the sorts of managers who will be able to keep their sides up. So it'll certainly be interesting to see how, how they both go over the course of the season. Um, I think with respects to Leicester, at least... Their owners have a bit deeper pockets than Sunderland's and would be prepared to sack Ranieri if, if things aren't going well this season, as that's, opposed to last season that's with Pittsburgh. still a
1: bit of a payout, though. Say you signed even a three-year contract at, let's say, £60,000 a week. I don't know how much that is over three years, but that's still a bit to outlay for a club of Leicester's size. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, score predictions?
1: Ooh. Nil-nil. Oh, Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go 1-0 Leicester
0: Yeah, probably something like that Maybe 2-0 Leicester Um, So we'll move on to probably the last Well, actually, we'll cover the last two games Um, Newcastle against Southampton uh, On at the same time as Arsenal against West Ham Um, Southampton has Europa this season So it'll be interesting to see how they can cope with the extra demands of that Newcastle, you'd hope, have improved since last season But, I mean, (laughs) who really knows?
1: Well, it's not hard to go up, no, yeah. from way they were.
0: Um. So, how do we see this one?
1: I think that'll be quite a good game, particularly being at Saint James's Park, and it'll be interesting to see how Steve McLaren goes with his first official match in charge. But I, I, if if Newcastle win, it wouldn't surprise me. But you'd have to look based on last season. You'd have to tip Southampton. But I don't think it's clear cut, and I actually can't give you a prediction. So I do apologise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apology not accepted.
2: Um, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Newcastle will get the win um, today. So
0: yeah, that, yeah, so that'll be an interesting one. I think yeah, it's another one of those 50-50 ones ones.
1: Two-one um, Southampton. I've done it. Yeah, That's, yeah. I yeah. think
0: yeah, I think one-nil Southampton. Um, be interesting to see how their new signings settle in, but they haven't sold as many players as last season, so the consistency is still there to an extent. They've still got Pelle up top. They've still got Wan Yammer in midfield, and and. Um, Tadic and those sorts of players and Long and, and Mane and, and so on. Yeah, body,
1: so, uh, Jordi Classy from, from uh Yeah, he's PSC, a good one. I like that Feynman, one. Sorry, so um, it's, I think Kumin, Kumin knows what he's doing. So, yeah. And I think a lot of neutrals think they'll hope they have another good season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, the final game to cover is Man City against West Brom which is in the early hours of Monday morning or uh, Tuesday morning. Um, it's away at the Hawthorns, but I suspect we're all thinking Man City should win that pretty comfortably?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I presume Sterling will start because Nasri and Silva are both doubts for the game. Um, so it'd be hard not to see Sterling starting. Do we see him sort of hitting the ground running or, or taking a little while to warm up for them?
1: I think City will will knock them off, but... Be, be, bearing in mind that Tony Pulis is in charge so West Brom might be um defensively uh well set up but I think the firepower from from City will, will be too hard to contain and if Yaya is is back to his old self he'll just absolutely boss the midfield and push people away like they're not even there and I think Sterling would be quite hard to contain too with his movement and pace <laughs>
0: How long do we How long do we see uh, Sterling needing to score a first goal for them? Will he get one on debut or take a couple of weeks?
1: If not today, I think he'll have a Biden day three. Yeah, it would be interesting. I mean,
0: he did score, what was it, within two minutes against... Um, Real, was it Riyama? No, it was Roma, wasn't it? Roma, yeah. On the tour. So, uh, he, he he seems to have hit the ground running in pre-season. It'll be interesting to see how he goes in the main league. Um, yeah, I'll probably go 2-0 to City. I think West Brom will probably contain them a little bit, but not not completely.
2: Yeah, 2-0 City, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I
1: third that option. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and in and in uh, other news, we've already had football kicking off uh, in the lower leagues. And talking about the championship, we've had Brighton beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 overnight in a yeah. pretty unimpressive game from the sounds of the reports. Um, huh. Loire Loire scoring the only goal in the 50th minute, I think it was. Um, so, I mean, it's a good start for Brighton. It's a good start for Gus Poyet on the board. He'll um, he'll be happy about that, but he'll probably be hoping they don't stay in, you know, first for too long because he doesn't want them going up to the Premier League, getting tarnished <laughs> with the plastic. Um, who do you guys see as the favourites for promotion from the Championship?
2: Uh, I'm thinking Derby at the moment is probably the favourite with Middlesbrough, so... Yeah, or maybe Hull. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. I think average. I think Derby.
0: Derby are probably going to romp the division in my yeah. mind. At least they, they've made some pretty impressive
1: signings. Yeah, well, Middlesbrough made the playoffs this uh, last season, didn't they?
0: They yeah. did, but they You'd... they had Bamford on loan, who's now obviously at Crystal Palace.
1: Ah. Uh, yeah, I, to be honest, I don't know much about the championship, but you think that <laughs> the, the, the uh, demoted teams from the or relegated teams from the Premier League would have a good chance of going back up. But having said that, I hope QPR are nowhere near that. I, 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 no, obviously that's m- m- maybe Hull Hull should be around there, maybe if, if they manage to retain a lot of their squad. And I can't remember the third side Burnley. who went down Burnley. Oh, they lost Ing, so that's a bit of a blow for them too, I guess. But. I don't know, yeah, derby. I guess, based on the little things I know and based on what Malang said. And I'll, I'll say Hull and, and Nottingham Forest because I like them.
0: I think um, QPR will be interesting to keep track of purely because they've brought in Massimo Longo. So from an Australian perspective, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how he, he goes at a bit of a higher level than he was playing at, at um, Swindon. Um Burnley, I don't think they've made too many additions. I mean, <clears throat> it sounds like a similar story to the last time they went down where the owners kept them up for a season, didn't spend a huge amount to keep them in the Premier League and then when they went back down, they, uh, you'd have expected them to sort of spend a bit of that money to, to get back up but they ended up selling a couple of players and milling around in the Championship for a few years before going back up. Mm. So, So they're an interesting one. Um, I'm actually <laughs> surprised that their owners haven't come under more scrutiny for that sort of style, but I guess they're not really, uh, you know, leeching the club of money, so the supporters aren't too unhappy. But it's a little bit similar to Blackpool, but obviously not to the same extent. Mm. Um, for us, it'll be interesting because we we have sold a couple of our better players. We've sold James Chester to West Brom for eight million, and Brady to Norwich for seven million, and we've released a couple of other players who the supporters were kind of keen to keep keep on in Paul McShane and Liam Rosinia and Stephen Quinn as well. But, I mean, just yesterday we've signed Moses Odibajo from um, Brentford. Who, what a signing. Who, that, I will, mean, that
1: will absolutely light up the championship. I cannot believe you managed to beat all the other clubs off and, and get his signature. In
0: fairness, you joke, but there was a lot of well, rumours from Brentford that uh, Everton had bid for, for him and he'd snubbed Everton to come to us.
1: Well, um, you guys are living the life,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's. I think he's already written himself as a fan favourite after his comments upon the move by saying that you know he couldn't wait to move to a bigger club, um, which is always great to see because the Brentford fans were just melting on Twitter and everyone had a good laugh with that. But um, <laughs> we brought in we brought in Ryan Taylor from Newcastle, so if he can stay fit, that'll be a pretty astute signing, I would say. Um, and we've brought in two from your mob. On Lone Cruyff in um, Chuba Akpom and Isaac Hayden. So it'll be interesting to see how they go this year.
1: It's uh, nice for Chuba to finally score. A, oh, I hope so. A professional goal, but I, I wish him all the best and hopefully it fires you back up to the Premier League.
0: Yeah, well, if he can score on debut, I think that'd settle his nerves and our nerves a bit for the season. So absolutely hoping that that will be the case. Um, yeah, my three to go up would probably be Derby, us, and. I might say Wolves just as a bit of a left-field yeah. one because they they ended last season quite strongly. Um, obviously, they've been promoted from League One in, in recent years, but not that long ago they were in the Premier League. So they've, they've brought in a couple of decent signings. I think they've brought in Benfic and Afobi from you guys, Grof, on a
1: permanent. Yes, the name rings a bell.
0: And I think he, he actually scored quite well for them last season in, in half a season. I think he had something like 12 and 20 or, or something like that. So, um, I, yeah, I might back them as a bit of a smoky to go up. Um, but yeah, that's about that's about it for the championship, I think. Um, any closing thoughts from you boys?
2: Go the Gunners! Football's <laughs> back. My body is ready. Football is back. Yeah, I al- can't it's wait. Always, it's always a good day when you wake up on opening day. So. Yeah. What a
1: weekend! Don't need women anymore. The football's back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. I mean, it's been a very long three months, so it, it's good to it's good that it's back.
1: Def- definitely can't, can't wait. wait. The the ads on Fox Sports have been been making me jizz.
0: And and that on ad is pretty phenomenal from Sky Sports. Yeah, is in oh, the is in all the old
1: moments. Well, they had a they had a documentary on Premier League legends before, and and it was on real. My eyes were just fixated on the TV. <laughs> the king.
0: Well, thanks very much for joining me, boys.
1: Thank you for having us. No worries.
0: No worries, and, and thanks everyone for listening along. Um, hope your team gets a good result this weekend. Unless and you're Liverpool th- or Tottenham, <laughs> <laughs> or or um, West Ham, I would hope. Or West- um, yeah. So until next week, we'll see you on the forums.